Welcome to the 5 o'clock show. It's time for common sense. Now, it's Cats and Cosby with John Katsimatidis and Rita Cosby standing for truth, justice, and the American way. Bringing common sense to the world. Now, here's John Katsimatidis and Rita Cosby. Breaking news, WABC. Well, the Marine, our Marine Penny, has been indicted by the grand jury in New York. Just happened about 20 minutes ago, uh, and I believe his lawyer, the, which is Kniff. Yeah, Thomas Kniff is coming on. And by the way, indicted uh, again on that chokehold death. Uh, the grand jury, everybody was on standby, and now word coming out from multiple media sources uh, that he has indeed been indicted, charged with second-degree manslaughter for the May 1st death of the homeless guy, Jordan Neely. We're going to be talking, John, uh, to Thomas Kniff, his attorney. A big interview. He's coming up in and, about and 10 minutes. And there's so many minutes. things going on in New York with the, with the uh, uh, NYPD, the Commissioner, Keyshawn Sewell, resigning. Uh, we have a former commissioner coming on, Bernie Kerrick, to tell us what the heck is going on. And in the studio, we have Tony Carbonetti, uh, who was... Uh, who was there, uh, Deputy Mayor and uh, Chief of Staff to Rudy Giuliani. We have Peter King, Congressman. And uh, we have uh, a Judge, common sense Democrat, right? A common sense Democrat. A common sense Judge, all around Judge, guy. Uh, Weinberg. Four degrees. And, and Four professorships, too. <laughs> everything that happened in Miami yesterday, everything that happened in Bedminster. We have Donald Trump Jr. Exactly. Would joining us. Absolutely. Uh, Donald Trump Jr. joining us here on Cats and Cosby. Uh, Don, so great to have you here. What a day. What a wild 24 hours. We were talking about it yesterday, just how stunning uh, and the double standards. Uh, your thoughts about everything that's happened in the last day or so, Don Trump Jr. Well, obviously, it's been nuts. Good to be with you guys. Uh, I think we're seeing the, the insanity of what's going on in our country unfold. Uh, you mentioned it with Daniel Perry right now. Uh, you know, same thing. Uh, you know, good Samaritan stepping in. Uh, the witnesses, the people that were all there said he's a hero for doing what he did. And I think that's what the communists are trying to do at this point. They want to make sure that no one ever steps in. And guess what, guys? One day it's going to be you. It's going to be one of your loved ones. That's going to need help, and no one's going to step in. And I think that's what they want. They want you to be helpless. Uh, you know, they're going after Trump the same way. They don't want someone that stands up to the system and questions it. You know, the the permanent Washington D.C. elite—they're the ones that make the decisions. I mean, sure, you vote for them, and we'll tell you what you want to hear, but we're not going to actually do anything. That would be ludicrous. And when you do, they're going to make sure you pay, like they're trying to do to my father. You know, it's amazing, uh, Donald Trump Jr. that. We look at the double standards. I, I never thought in America, and Don, you and I have known each other for decades, and I sit there, I never thought in this country that we both love so much, and your father loves so much, your whole family does, that the leading, the president of the United States would basically weaponize his DOJ to go up against his top political opponent. I mean, it feels like a third world country. Well, it is. I mean, that, that's what they do. And if we had a real media uh, rather than just, you know, propagandists for the regime, they'd be calling it out. If this was going on in a third world country, Rita, we'd be talking about invasion to preserve democracy or something like that. But it's happening right here in our backyard. I mean, that's the I guess the one saving grace is that it's in uh, Miami. You know, they tried doing the nonsense with the stuff up in D.C. initially, but then they eventually have to move it there. But the people of Venezuela, the people of Cuba, those who have escaped, 
those regimes, they see what's going on around here. There's a reason Trump overperformed in those demographics so badly and so well, I should say, uh, is because they get it. They understand what's going on. And we're no different than the banana republics that we've been uh, talking negatively against for the last few decades. The prosecutor is now leaking that he's thinking of bringing charges in New Jersey. Yeah, there's there's word uh, that he might like kind of be venue shopping. I mean, it's it's amazing. Why, Andrew Weissman, who is a prosecutor, you know, and, and did a lot of these trumped up cases against uh, the, the Trump administration. Yeah, against many President of them. Trump. Right. Weissman wrote an article in Atlantic magazine. He's saying, well, if it doesn't work in Miami, they can indict him in uh, New Jersey because certain things were done wrong, allegedly, at the at the country club. That's the argument. Look at but that's uh, the point. I mean, they're they're looking for any reason to come up with a way to jail their political opponents. Guys, this is you know Andrew Weissman. He was the star of, uh, you know, the Mueller, Mueller, Mueller nonsense. Exactly right. And there's no, you know, and again, it, there's a seemingly interesting track record. If you look at all of the shadiness associated with Weitzman and a lot of the things that he had done in the past, uh, if you look at what's going on uh, with, with the prosecutors as it relates to both the lady trying it as well as the guy in charge down in Miami, all sorts of shady stuff. They're choosing the people who have no morals, who have no decency, who are willing to break the laws of the United States and our Constitution to get the desired results. Again, that doesn't seem to be coincidental that those are the people that magically end up on these things because that's where we are as a country right now. And I hope that people are waking up because, you know, right now it's Trump, but it's only a matter of time till they're going after each and every one of us for the same types of things. Uh, Donald Jr., I was watching your dad on Fox Business and listening to it on WABC Radio last night, and I put on Channel 2, uh, CBS, nothing. I put on NBC, nothing. I put on uh, ABC television, nothing. I put on MSNBC, nothing. I put on CNN, nothing. Why are they not carrying news? And actually, John, it's worse on CNN. You know what? You know what happened with Jake Tapper, who's one of the oh, main I hosts thought, there. Yeah. Fake, fake Jake. We're we're not going to even dignify this. It's so uh, you know the guy that lied about Russia, Russia, Russia for five years. I take it personally only because I guess I was uh, allegedly uh, the root cause of three of their big bombshells. You know where the walls were closing in, and they finally got Trump. Now they all turned out to be lies. Uh, and many of them turned out to be lies within a few days. But, you know, there's no correction because that's the point. They're not reporting news. They're reporting the narrative of the regime that they want, that they're supporting. These people don't care about the news. They care about the results that they want for their party, which is the radical left Democrat Party, a party that's lost its mind. Don, Don, this is former Congressman Pete King. And, you know, you talked about the Russia investigation. I remember being down in the Intelligence Committee with you when Adam Yeah, Schiff you were in the and, room, Pete. That, yeah, exactly. And Schiff and Swalwell, the way they, there was uh, one lie after another. Then you, uh, absolutely nothing came out at all. Yet you listen to CNN and they had the biggest expose in the world. If you believe Schiff and you believe Swalwell, yeah, that they, they, they had me. I, I, remember, I remember in that meeting, uh, Pete, I came out, they took my phones. They took my lawyer's phone, so I was in there for like nine and a half hours. So I get out. It's 7 o'clock at night, and I'm like, oh, I wonder what happened to them. I'm looking. I'm like, wow, here, 9 a.m., 11, you know, 11, 1, 3, 5, uh, all the things that were uh, you know, going on in the room. Now, biased, it was shift leaking during the bathroom breaks. You know, so it's so classified, my lawyers couldn't even have their phones in there. Meanwhile, right. you know, he's leaking to, this, to CNN and MSDNC. 
everything that was going on in the room. Obviously not the truth, but it's like, you know, Donald Trump Jr. stumbling, failing. You know, there, there's a reason my transcript never leaked, and it was because it was perfect, and there was nothing wrong with it. But and by the way, it was perfect. From I, saying they finally have you. You know what I mean? They got you. It's nonsense, but that's the game that we're playing right now, unfortunately. We don't live in a democracy anymore. It's a terrible thing to go through. You, you, uh, you and your family went through that. I remember also seeing people like Oh, picks down there. It was absolutely terrible. But what, what yeah. different those guys tried to do. And everybody well, listen, worked. In all fairness, they were. He was trying to try me for treason, a crime punishable by death. That, at this point, for me, that's like an average Tuesday. <laughs> right now, yeah. I'm like, oh, death, big deal. At this point, they'd probably be doing me a favor. Uh, but like, you know that, you know, it, it's a big deal. And again, there was never any truth to it. But they figure if they lock you in a room, I did, you know, close to fifty hours of congressional testimony for treason. Uh, you know, you get you say one thing wrong, it, you know, it's not treason, but they got you for perjury and then they put you in jail for that. That that's the point. Uh, there's there's no they're not trying to figure out the law. They're trying to get you to say enough stuff that eventually you make a mistake, even if it's well intentioned, even if it's that's what they, how they get Flynn and those guys. Well, you know, I don't want to. I can't spend half a million dollars in legal fees, and I understand that. That breaks a lot of people. Yeah, you just know, trying to bog in, you I'm down. I'm going to go in with good faith, Rita. I'm going to tell them everything I remember. Oh, I forgot about that phone call that happened three and a half years ago. Remember the big bombshell uh, around the, the phone call? I didn't remember wh- who the unknown number was on like three <laughs> years <laughs> ago. Like, you don't remember who called you on June 7th? I was like, I don't know. I speak to hundreds of people a day. What are you talking about? Me, it must be Trump. And it turns out it was one of my friends, uh, like a real estate buddy from work wow. like, that has an unknown number, you know, two years later. But they were so sure they ran with it as though it was the gospel. They couldn't believe that I couldn't remember who called me at 332 three <laughs> years prior. I mean, it's, you know, that was obviously, you know, they got me red handed. I'm like, I just legitimately don't remember. Turns out to be a buddy of mine. Nothing to do with anything that they were trying to allege. Wow. Well, everybody, um, we are talking to Donald Trump Jr. here on Cats and Cosby. Uh, Dom, um, I want to also ask you about um, the GOP is now pushing today big time to try to get a special counsel to investigate Biden. Talk about a contrast real quick to, you know, with all these allegations with the audio tapes real quick. Your thoughts on that? Well, it's, it's insane. Again, and like, look, Hunter Biden's the perfect example. And now it's apparently Joe Biden and there's audio tapes. And, you know, if it was me, I'd have been in the gulags. They put me in Gitmo already. This guy's taking a billion from China. He's on the payroll of Ukraine. No one knows what he's actually doing there. He has no experience in any of the businesses. He's not required to show up. He doesn't speak the language. He doesn't know anything about energy. But magically, you know, Joe Biden becomes vice president. He decides these are the countries I'm going to focus on. And then the next day they're making shell entities in these companies to conduct business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If that was Don Jr., I'm sure it would be fine, Rita. It would be 100% fine. But, you know, they're going to find someone who's a Democrat sympathist. They're going to say, oh, oh, we, we looked into it extensively. It's totally innocent. You know, the Chinese government gave Hunter Biden a billion dollars because they wanted to diversify their portfolio of investors by getting a crackhead. Yeah. Like, you know, Don Jr., we have to go to some brother breaking news downtown at the DA's office. Thank you for coming on, and God bless you. And and we're there. Uh, we need truth in America. Yeah, come back on again soon, Don. Thank, Thank you. Good luck, Don. Now let's go to breaking news on... Uh, Breaking news, WABC. And big news that the grand jury has indicted the Marine Daniel Penny. Uh, let's go to Daniel Penny's attorney, Thomas Kneff, who joins us now. Uh, Thomas, uh, thanks so much for being with us. Your reaction? 
Yeah, well, you know, uh, well, first of all, Rita, John, thanks for having me as always. Um, you know, always good to join you guys and, and uh, you know, talk about things. Uh, you know, no, no official reaction yet because we, we don't have any official word. Um, you know, I, I obviously, you know, we're, we're I'm seeing the press reports. Um, but you know, we have not received any. What do you, what do you think, what do you think happened? You think, uh, uh, one of the DAs has leaked it? You think one of the, uh, one of the grand jurors has leaked it? That's astounding because you are not informed, but I'm, I'm reading right now, Thomas. I'm seeing like 10 different reports. Every news organization is reporting it. Um, but what they're leaking it to the media, but not even telling you and your client. That's astounding. Yeah. Okay. I guess like the jilted spouse were the last to know, right? Um, yeah, I, I mean, look, I, I can't, uh, you know, I, I can't theorize on what's going on. Um, you know, uh, obviously we're, we're, we have been and we are fully prepared that a grand jury could return an indictment in this case. That is what grand juries do, particularly in New York or really any jurisdiction I know. And, and the oft-quoted uh, line from, from Saul Walker, the former chief justice, is you can indict that ham sandwich. So, you know, no one on our team is going to be in any way, uh, you know, befuddled or confused or surprised if there is an indictment. Um, but at the same time, you know, we, we just don't we don't have official indication yet. Well, wow. is this sort of par for the course of the way this has been handled? You know, uh, Thomas, because I think about early on when the news broke, remember, they could have sent it, as you well know, to a grand jury. But yet Bragg took it upon himself and charged him, remember? It's like he sort of circumvented the process. And here it seems like all the media is reporting it, and yet they haven't told you yet. Is this sort of a, a bit of par for the course? And did your client testify, too? There were reports uh, that he decided not to. Is that correct? Yeah, you know, and, and look, I, I, I'd love to be able to kind of tell you guys everything. But, um, you know, we, we as a... As a firm, we, you know, we, we don't comment on whether or not, you know, our clients, uh, you know, testify in a grand jury. So I'm not in a position to, you know, confirm or deny that either way. I know that's a disappointing answer, Rita. Um, but, but, well, you know, we're, it, we're here 24-7. WABC is here 24-7. Text us anytime you know and yeah. we'll put you right on. And in, in fact, yeah, please let us know. I can't, this is amazing, Thomas, that it's all over the place, but that they have not informed you guys yet. Um, and as soon as you do know, please come back to us too. We'd love to know. We're there twenty four seven. You you have my uh, text and email. Yep. God bless. Yeah, let us and know as soon as. Uh, appreciate it, guys. We'll more on this story as it develops. I'm sorry, I don't have more concrete stuff. Not a you, problem. Though. Yeah. No. Thank you. Wow. Thank you. Wow. Let's, wow, take, wow. let's take the break. Thank right you, now. Thomas. And when we come back, we're going to have Bernie Carrick, who's yes. going to be talking we'll about the media reports. On. Wow, this is big news, and he hasn't even been informed yet. But Bernie Carrick's going to talk about that and Keyshawn Sewell. A common sense recap of the day's biggest stories. It's John Katz and Matidis and Rita Cosby. Katz and Cosby on 77 WABC. Well, we're back. Wow. And, uh, so many things happening in the city today and uh, so many things happening yesterday. I mean, we had T- Donald Trump Jr., we had the, uh, the the Marines lawyer on, and he hasn't been told yet. He John. hasn't been told yet. That and is just all over. Does, does that usually happen? Yes, it's, it's not unusual for prosecutors. To By the way, can on. I say you one thing? The prosecutor is the last one to know. You know why? No, the defense counsel and the, the defendant are the last to know. I'm going to say two words: Alvin Bragg. 
through this whole process, he has circumvented everything, and he's not even telling the – that is the lead attorney for the Marine. He is still yet to get confirmation. You heard him live here so on Captain Cosby. So who's telling all the news outlets? There, someone's leaking like a leaking. sieve. Yeah, listen, I, I won't accuse anybody. Was there an official press release at one? No. no. No, they're just no, they're reporting you, you, sources you telling think, us. Sources no, this is not, telling us. That's the point, John. Well, sources. well said. Right. Sources. It's not an official press release. And you and want to no think, press though, but you want to think in the real world. There were people present that commented in the newspapers right after it happened that they feared for their life. Were those people interviewed in the grand jury? That's what I, I would I like to know. To answer your question, right now we have Bernie Kerrick on a, a police commissioner of the NYPD. And so many things are happening in the NYPD. Bernie, uh, what the heck is going on? What do you think? Chaos in New York City, John. Chaos in New York and, City. And uh, chaos <laughs> in all angles. You, you know, Bernie, yeah. if they indicted, yeah. and again, the attorney was just on with us uh, exclusively. He has not been told yet. Bragg's office is clearly leaking like a sieve because it's all over the media. Uh, if indeed Daniel Penny, the Marine, has now been indicted on second-degree manslaughter, which judges reckless, right? Right. Direct the standard is reckless disregard. So, right. and that's that's serious stuff. Uh, it's not murder as the family wanted, the Jordan Neely family wanted, but it's exactly what Bragg wanted. Uh, what does that say about justice in New York City and Alvin Bragg's justice and justice for Good Samaritans? Well, first, the thing it says is that you know uh, this was a grand jury decision. Nobody should know what was said in the grand jury until the uh, district attorney releases it uh, publicly. So the leaks in itself is a problem um, for the DA's office. And uh, I'm sure the uh, Penny's attorney will deal with that. Um, Recklessly causes the death of another person. That's the manslaughter in the second degree in New York under New York penal law. Um, I I have to tell you guys. I've watched Penny, uh, I've watched him discuss the incident uh, in detail. What happened? I've listened to a number of witnesses that were on the train and what they've said concerning what he did and why. Um, he was called a hero uh, several times over. And this was, this was by uh, some of the people that were actually there, witnessed this. It'll be interesting to see. Who was put in the grand jury before the grand mm-hmm. jurors? Um, who was allowed to go into the grand jury? Um, was Penny asked to go into the grand jury? And, and uh, John and, and uh, Rita, I, I'll tell you, I've been in this business 35 years, and I, I would say 99.9% of the time, I would never recommend anybody, any target of a criminal investigation, to go into a grand jury, but I'll, I'm going to tell you something. This is one time that if I was a defense attorney, I'd probably take a shot and put Penny into the grand jury and let him tell his story. But Bernie, I think it's Tony. I think you're right. If they put those other people that were on the train that said they feared for their life, if they had th- two people that said, oh, I wasn't afraid of that guy, you know, then I don't want to put my guy in there. But would they know? Yeah. Actually, Judge Weinberg, they would. Would he know who's been uh, called as a witness? That's that's an interesting not, point that Tony's not, bringing up. Not yet, unless they well, unseal. No, they, no they, not, you won't not, know not unless they unseal the grand jury transcripts. Yeah, right. once they once they unseal the grand jury, uh, once they seal the indictment, they'll have a basic idea. But I, I'm going to tell you something based on the witnesses that I've heard. 
Listen, I think uh, I think this is a crazy, crazy case um, to come out with an indictment with. You know, and Bragg is look. You know, you have to look at where it's coming from. This is uh, this is a guy that you know consistently across the board is um, you know he's a thug uh, helper. You know, he's he's somebody that's let these people roam the streets, uh, diminish sentences, um, done things like this. And then, uh, you know, take somebody like Penny that got on that train, was minding his own business, was in fear of his own life and the life of others. This is a former Marine. And and Tony and I uh, have worked together for many, many years. We know a lot of the same people. And I can tell you, there's a lot of people I know, including myself or my son, who's a cop, or a, a, a hundred other people that if they were on that train and saw what Penny saw, they would have acted and took some type of action to restrain this guy. And that's exactly what Penny did. So I don't know. It's going to be an interesting case. Judge Weinberg, uh, we're talking to uh, Bernie Carrick, of course, Commissioner, former commissioner. Nice to talk to you again, so Richard Weinberg. Okay, just hey, so everybody, how are you? nice to talk to you. Under Penal Law 3515, justification, a person is justified in using physical force against another when that person is under reasonable belief that the physical force is necessary to defend the person or another person from what the person reasonably believes to be illegal, imminent use of force. No, listen, nobody believes that guy did anything wrong. No, well, excuse me. The point is, it's what you charge, and Bernie understands this, it's what you charge the grand jury right. with. And Peter right. King understands that. It's what you charge. <clears throat> the grand jury is controlled in the process. The witnesses and the charge on the law is co- controlled by the prosecution. Okay, yeah. and that's what they presented. They presented this reckless disregard, and I'm, what I'm saying is, and people say well, it wasn't self-defense. They're not talking about self-defense. They're talking about justification. Read the penal law, and that'll be the eminent right. argument against uh, against this prosecution. By the way, you, you know, I wish they brought into the grand jury, and we don't know. Uh, but there was a 66 year old woman who came out to the New York Post and said that he, she was terrified for her life, that he was saying, I'm going to kill That's somebody. That's who should testify. I, I am frightened. Uh, we don't know if that person Rita, testified. I, I, I think Bernie would agree. That's the last person yep. Brad would That's be the last person he probably I know. Yeah. I, but but I'm, speaking, I'm speaking for justice. I and agree the first with person you. Put on, first person you put on in a defense. In a trial. Yeah, but then you have to Tony. drag him through a defense after after you Tony present is, a one-sided issue for the grand jury. Shame on him if that's the case. Tony is dead right. That's the person and the other ones, because there wasn't just one. There were a number of them that those are the people. At, and I'll tell you right now, the if my jury, daughter was on I that train, I want, I'd rather have Bernie Carrick or his son Joe on that train because I know she'd have been fine. Absolutely. Yeah. Bernie yeah. Carrick, no, thank, thank you. Thank you, Bernie Carrick. Thank you for everything you've done for our city. And God bless you and God bless America. All right, guys. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you, Bernie, so much. Now, Bye, the Bernie. markets, the markets. There's two dangerous people are making bad decisions in our country. Other than my Alvin opinion, Bragg. My opinion. <laughs> my opinion. Uh, President Biden has made a lot of bad decisions. And I think uh, Powell, our Fed chair, yeah, has Jerome made a lot Powell. of bad decisions. Yeah, Jerome Powell. Today, today he said he didn't, they didn't raise interest rates today. But the country is falling apart. And he says, I may raise interest rates again in the near future. With us today is Ryan Payne. Ryan, what the heck is going on in our country and economy? Well, first off, you said only two people that are ruining the country. So, John, I call you an optimist. You think it's only two? There's only two optimists. (laughs) So, yeah, I appreciate that. Um, No, look, I think today was a win. And I think you're right. You and I have called this for a long time. 
that our uh, Fed chairman has just been a little too dense to see every time that they raise interest rates, you break something in the economy. And, and we saw that you know, just a couple of months ago, we had four bank failures in this country. Um, and a lot of that had to do with raising interest rates. So I do think, though, John, despite what the Fed's done um, and despite what our president's done, if you look at it, I mean, you texted me this morning, I think you hit the nail on the head. America wants to succeed. And if you look at the economic data, it's been pretty good. You know, we have no recession that everyone was calling for. Um, if you look at employment, it's remained strong despite what the Fed's done. You know, we have record unemployment still. And you look at wage growth is going up. And look, I mean, no matter what's going on, the numbers don't lie. Inflation's coming down in a big way. We had two big numbers this week with inflation. And they've come down precipitously since last year. So I think bottom line is, despite some people in our government, uh, America's been extremely resilient. And, you know, I'd even argue not only not going to go into recession this year, but economic growth is going to actually pick up, which is remarkable. You know, John, go ahead. You know, it's amazing to me. I I think the economy doesn't want to be broken. And but right now, with with, with the Fed rates going up so fast, I want the American people to realize they went up five points in, in like less than a year. The banks are in trouble. They're scared for their own existence. So, so the banks are not going to do any lending. If the banks don't do lending, you know what happens to the, the, the small businessman? He's in big trouble because, I mean, the lifeblood of a small business, as you know, is borrowing capital and ideally at a reasonable rate. Yep. Yep. Well, thank you so much, Ryan Payne, for coming on. Uh, and you're on every uh, Saturday with uh, Stephen Moore at right after Larry Kudlow, the number one show on uh, on uh, WABC on Saturdays. Hey, the best way to spend your Saturday, John. Everyone knows that. Thank you so much. <laughs> that sounds like a commercial. Let's take, let's, thank you so much, Ryan. Let's take a break, and when we come back, uh, we see who we're going to have. We've got got Ruben Diaz Jr. talking about the uh, potential NYPD commissioner, Ruben Diaz Diaz Sr. Sr. Forgive me. And also, Al D'Amato's on deck, and he's always fired up. And so many other people. You're commuting home with Katz and Cosby. Now, here's John Katz and Rita Cosby on 77 WABC. Well, we're back, and uh, with us uh, today, uh, right now, is Ruben Diaz Sr., uh, a minister uh, in the Bronx. He was a uh, he was in the Assembly, the council, yep. Councilman, 18th District, and, yep. and, and, and a uh, common-sense Democrat, and uh, he's mad as hell as what's going on right now. Uh, Ruben Diaz, tell us what's going on. Uh, thank you. Good afternoon. Before I say anything, I would like to thank you, John, because this this week we have a breakfast honoring the mayors from Puerto Rico, and you sent me a contribution for that breakfast. And I would like to express my appreciation and thank you very much. My my uh, honor. I mean, uh, I always enjoy going to Puerto Rico. Yeah, Puerto Rico. We are. No, we. But uh, what, what we are saying is that with the recent resignation of the New York Police Commissioner Kitchen Seward, Mayor Eric Adams has a unique opportunity to appoint the first Hispanic to ever serve as a New York City uh, Police Commissioner. We have never, every, 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 everyone has used us and abused us. But when it comes to 
a point or nominate one of us, then we get the 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 lip service that they always give give us. And now I'm saying that now the mayor has a great opportunity well, for well, him. Ruben, it's Tony Carbonetti. The, que- the question Hi, is... Hey, Tony, how you doing? I'm doing Mayor well, Giuliani. sir. How are you? Many I years. Re- I remember you from the, from the old time. From Many Giuliani years, my friend. Many well, years. The question is, does the first deputy commissioner want the job if it's, as some people say, just a puppet job because City Hall is the one actually pulling the strings? I mean, well, I'm know, all for well, a Hispanic commissioner, but he should, he or she should have the power that goes with the job. They have the power, but, you know, you know i got to be honest with you. The mayor is the mayor, uh, and when the mayor. I've been there. I know someone, that. <laughs> the mayor, yeah, you know, you work for Rudy. When the mayor appoints someone, that someone is to do the mayor uh, philosophy, the mayor uh, uh, issues, and it's not. It's but it not sounds like there's the someone in between the mayor and the police commissioner. But, but the, the mayor is the mayor. I, 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 I. Say that anyone that the mayor appoints has to do the mayor bidding. That's what the mayor is appointing him because to represent the mayor, not to to represent themselves. But now, now I I think that they, we have the qualified qualified Hispanic, especially Eric Caban, who happens to be the vice the the first deputy. Now I understand, I mean, it, it, Ruben. I understand the Hispanic community was very upset because the judge that was supposed to be appointed. Uh, was Hispanic uh, to the uh, what Court of Appeals. And and nobody in Albany stood up for him. And now, no the, so the Hispanic community is lacking leadership and they and they represent a large portion of the population of New York City, New York State. And when they want our votes, they come, I mean, Mayor, Mayor, Mayor Adam Wong, my son, Ruben Diaz Jr., he was he, he was losing when the, when my son Ruben Diaz Jr. came out and support him. I mean, the thing changed for for for, yes. for Mayor yeah. Allen, and I think and I think that it is a, it's about time. And it is not because he because because we asking for the Hispanic, we asking for a qualified, very professional, qualified Hispanic. And I in my column that I wrote, I'm giving five uh, four names people that are very qualified. Chief Nilda. Irisari Hoffman, yes. she's the first woman promoted to three-star chief. And Fausto Pichardo, that was another chief, and that, that is qualified. Edward Caban, the, yes. the, 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 the first deputy. Okay. Uh, if, 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 if President Biden resigned right now, if okay. President Biden thank resigned you. right now. Thank you so much, uh, Ruben Diaz, and thank you for coming on, defending the Hispanic community, and we... we I think a million people on this radio station right now hear you loud and clear. Absolutely. Thank you, and we'll catch up with you again real soon. Thank you. Thank Thank you. you. And uh, we have some breaking news. Yeah, absolutely. We've got some big breaking news actually fitting with what Ruben was just talking about. What's going on? What happened? Uh, Fitting, and I'm sure this is going to make Ruben Diaz Sr. happy. Uh, Francisco Suarez. Uh, has now officially entered the race. It's nice, at least, to see at whatever side of the aisle. Uh, Miami mayor, of course, he's on the Republican side, but he has announced he is running for 
president. He is the very successful Miami mayor, 45 years old, Cuban-American. Uh, well, how many American. candidates we have now? Oh, my God. And he's running as a Republican a or, he's, or running, he's running as a Republican. Um, he's been fairly pro-Trump. And he's remember, he came on with us not that long ago, John, and hinted he was going to do it. But he has actually filed the paperwork. So now Francis Suarez, the Miami mayor, very successful down there. Uh, has now announced he is running 45 years old, and it's great to see a, yeah. a Latino. I love yes, that. Yes. Now uh, we have a friend of Congressman King. Congressman yes. King, uh, one of the city council people you're very close to, uh, is on. Would you bring him in? Yeah, bring surely, him in. surely. Anna, Anna Dalfos, I first met her three years ago when she was leading the charge defending the police. She uh, organized a tremendous rally in Nassau County. She was going around to various police precincts to honor the police. She's running for the city council in the 47th district. And Anna, it's great to have you on the show and keep up the fight. Thank you so much for having me. It's nice to speak to you again, Congressman. You know, so, I, I, go ahead, Pete, please. I was going to, uh, first of all, tell us why you're running. And secondly, what do you think of the recent developments involving Keyshawn Sewell and also Daniel Perry? Okay, why am I running? Well, obviously, you know, you know me for a few years now. For the last 10 years, I started a movement called Thank You NYPD. I am not happy with what is happening to my city. I am uh, I'm a mom of three kids. They attend public schools here in New York City. I am a New York City public school teacher by trade. I teach special education. Uh, I've been home the last couple of years raising my kids, and I've really had a chance to pay attention to what is going on around us. And I am not happy. I cannot stand to think that this is the city I'm raising my kids in. You know, my parents immigrated from Italy to give uh, their family opportunities and a good life. And I think if they would have known what is going on now, they probably would have had second thoughts. This is we're living in scary times and uh, somebody needs to step up and use their voice and someone who is personally invested in this city. And I'm personally invested because I'm raising my kids here. My career is here. So I definitely uh, I'm not running. I'm not leaving to, to sunny grounds. You know, this is this is my home and nobody's pushing me out. Uh, what are you hearing as you campaign? What are you hearing from people in the street? What what are the two major issues? You know, the, one of the biggest issues is actually the public drug use that is just rampant. Um, everywhere you go, there is just there's a, a tr- drug abuse. I can't even say use. There's drug abuse public, you know, uh, by schools, the smoke shops that are opening up that are catering to the kids, basically marketing to them um, and the education. You know, I'm a I'm a product of the gifted and talented programs within the New York City public school system myself. I see how I benefited from these programs. And as a special education teacher, I see what's happening to the special needs group as well. They're they're being left behind. So those are the two biggest concerns right now is what's happening with education and what's happening with uh, quality of life right here on the streets. You know, it's visible to everybody. Okay. Uh, what was your view on Keyshawn Sewell? You know, I met her a couple times. I know her personally because of uh, Thank You NYPD. She was, well, she is an incredibly articulate, uh, compassionate, intelligent person and i'm not shocked at this news i am upset you know we knew it was coming um it seems like you know there was buzz that she wouldn't really last uh that long given the circumstances surrounding her and not being able to use her voice like was just previously mentioned yes there is a level of mayor's bidding that she has to do but at the same time she was chosen to lead and i don't think she was given that platform and you know, it's uh, it's sad because we. She, I think she's going to be. You know, she could have been one of the greats. Okay, Anna, the uh, primary is June twenty seventh. I believe early voting has already started. It was about so, to start. That's so on Saturday. Okay. Uh, 
Uh, How can voters find you on your website? Okay, so I'm all over social media. Um, I am, uh, if you, I'm on Facebook, I'm on Twitter, I'm on Instagram. Uh, I am running in District Council 47. Uh, you can find me on the cover of the Daily News. The Daily News attacked me a couple of weeks ago for uh, then you being did something a right. <laughs> yeah, that's about a Javonner. <laughs> they, oh no, it was you know it was supposed to hurt me, but it ended up. I ended up getting a lot of phone calls from Democrat elected officials, believe it or not, saying that uh, it, what they did was wrong. They smeared me for calling myself a teacher when I've been a stay-at-home mom for the last few years. They said that I shouldn't call myself a teacher. I have no right. Uh, I, I'm not receiving a paycheck from the DOE. Um, I consider myself a teacher, and I consider myself a mother. I'm on maternity leave. I'm proud of the fact that I chose my family over my career to make sure that I'm shaping my kids correctly. You know, I have three young uh, children, and uh, the Daily News thought it would be a smart way to attack a female uh, candidate, and it ended up uh, backfiring on them. Well, thank you very much for coming on. And, yeah, bravo uh, keep for supporting the police. And uh, the election is not for another six months. Uh, no, come no. back. That's in two weeks. Oh, it's in two Probably weeks. Two weeks. Primary? primary? Yeah. 27. Oh, Early voting starts Saturday. So tell yeah. people your name again. Okay, it's Anna Belfiore Delfaus, and I'm running in District 47 in Brooklyn. Okay. Well, Bravo for you for Bravo. supporting the police and what you're doing. I love seeing citizens getting involved like this. It's great. I can tell you she's a proud Italian-American. Good. I'm all for it. We're going to take a break right now. We're going to come back with another proud Italian-American, Senator Alphonse oh. It's a common-sense recap of the big stories. It's Cats and Cosby on 77 WABC. And we are back on Cats and Cosby. John, everybody now reporting again that Marine veteran Daniel Penny has been indicted for that subway chokehold death of Jordan Neely. Wow. And joining us now is a former senator of New York, Al D'Amato. Uh, senator, your reaction uh, to this stunning news? I want to know, who do they put before the grand jury? Well, the case is a disgrace. And, of course, the district attorney bragged he is a disgrace. I mean, in this case, never should have been brought. If they had talked to some of the witnesses and the people who felt terrorized, the guy takes off his jacket, throws it down, says he doesn't care if he dies. What the hell are they waiting for? And by the way, if they check out the record, you see this guy, he should have been incarcerated or certainly in a mental institution. How many times has he attacked people? Did we have to wait for him to kill somebody? This Marine should, he's a hero. He did the right thing. And he didn't choke him for 15 minutes like the frickin' news media, the ultra-liberal media did 15 minutes. He had him down for maybe five minutes, and two other people were helping him. It's a lot of The people were frightened. This guy, this Marine, is a hero. I have to tell you, Brad, you are a dis. Grace and the people of New York who vote for him, you're out of your mind. You're wondering why you're not safe on the streets? It's because you have a bunch of ultra liberals who let people out in prison. Don't well, I, I, you know, like yeah, we have listen, Al, this is John Casamitidis. We have we have Democrats and we have Republicans, but the Democratic subsidiary these days are, are socialists. So I, you know, liberal left wing. It, it is socialist. Socialists even socialist countries 
don't allow what's taking place today where dangerous people are allowed. They don't take away the right of judges to hold people when they feel they're dangerous to the community, John. It's the ultra left. The people, we've Not all said it, the people that are dangerous to community don't deserve to be on the streets of New York. You're right. And by the way, John, let me tell you something. Now, you and your ghostwriter did a hell of a job on how far do you want to go. Your book, I just read it today. My cousin, Michael DeLuca, uh, gave it to me. And I have to tell you, the first half dozen pages, it, 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 it is incredibly insightful. Yeah, and, and I've heard about Federal Hall, but I never knew the Federal Hall was the place where our first Congress met. I never knew the Federal the first, Hall was the, the first place capital. where George Washington yes. was inducted. I mean, and the, the flag is in City Hall. Ratified. The first but, capital no, of the United States was Federal Hall, but, downtown no, Manhattan. Senator, John, no Senator one, no Richard Warmer, you're only on the first six pages? Read the whole book. No, I read the whole book. I'm telling you, I say the first six pages, that's what you have. It, it is fabulous. I read about his building his stores and, and his going to NYU and his deciding not to not to go uh, uh, to the and academy. I saw uh, in, yeah, in, in the Gristini stores, I sold a lot of Mama Gamato spaghetti sauce. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. Now you're going to get me on something. I'm going <laughs> to tell you something. You mentioned every political hat, but one. Yeah, I, I, I mean, you even mentioned Wiener the Peener. You like his name? You know? Okay. You know who I'm talking about? No, I have no idea. No. No, we have no idea. No, <laughs> Wiener the Peener. Come on. You got Wiener's name in there. Yeah. Where right. do we get no. Wiener from? I, I said but, Mama Gamada spaghetti no, I sauce. No, I think Al's wondering oh, why he wasn't on. in there. I think that's where he's going. Yeah, Al, 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 hold on for a second. Al, hold on for a second. You had Wiener in at the end of the thing. You have his name. Okay. I guess, but Al D'Amato, you know, you only known for 40 years. Not one mention. We've gone to more things and done more things together. And when you were building your your your, your thing up, when when they gave it to you and started out as nothing, and you built it up, you we've always been it. together for forty years. I think you're in the next book. I think, right? Don't you think, John? I think he's in the sequel, which uh, is going to sure. be even bigger, but even bigger. When, when we're we about the, the movie, we're about the movie. It, in the movie, who plays Al Jamada? I don't even make a. <laughs> A mention, that's... Hey, Al, hey, Al, hold on. This is Pete King. Let me get a word in. If you're worried about yeah, getting Pete. your name, you should go on and publicize your book, Power Passed from Politics, one of the best political uh, books ever written. And that's, yeah. that, that's, that would also be a bestseller. Yeah, bring it back in paperback. Well, I'm going to tell you, I am going to write another one. Um, and we're beginning to outline it now. And um, I think it'll be very interesting. And I will make sure that I do not forget my friend John Casimides, as he forgot me. And I, when now, I let's, I let's see, talk about something important now. Let me tell you. Last yeah, night we, we we talked about last night that none of the uh, uh, channels, the uh, ABC, CBS, or NBC, right. carried Donald Trump's speech. Well, what are we going to do about the media in this country? Where, when, how, what do we do media, to have fair and equal treatment of all, everybody? Listen, equal treatment. If you had equal treatment, uh, they should have 
uh, every day the story of how is it that somebody who has been in government his entire life, all right, um, with the exception of the four years uh, that he w- was not in office and spent two of them running, uh, how could he acquire so much property? Where did the money come from? You're talking about huh? President Biden. Yes, that's right. Where did it come from? And how is it that the Justice Department goes after Trump and any Republican who doesn't march to their drum and, and pushes and pushes um, on, and, and comes up? And by the way, the way they spread the documents all around, yeah, they would have you think that Trump had them all laid out on the floor, those pictures that they disseminated. They went, the FBI agents went and to put that stuff all out there, took the pictures, would have you believe that that's the way Trump kept the, the materials. I mean, one slanted. I mean, here you got Biden with millions of dollars worth of property. Where the hell did the money come from? Yeah, that's a great point. Well, you know, we, need, we need the American people need to have confidence in the American system again. And I think this is the year. In uh, November of uh, uh, 23, 2023, New York City has 51 city council seats up out of 51. And right. we have to get the big bugle out and let everybody know who, which city council people are for law and order and which are not. We have to get the big well, bugle Donna, out. I, I agree with you, but it, it ain't going to happen. The left wing. Well, we're going to give it. it we're going to give it a shot. I'm not surrendering. Well, listen, never, I admire you. You didn't get to page two fifty five in my book. It says mm-hmm. sixteen tips. One of them says, "Do not surrender." When he gets there, he'll, he'll and, appreciate and then, it. In November of uh, of twenty four, you, got, you know, we got to fix the country. We got to fix the country. Well, one of the things, too, is that the GOP now, John, uh, by the way, they sent a letter a couple hours ago to Merrick Garland saying there should be a special counsel looking into Biden and his money. What do you think, Senator Aldemata? The whole Biden family they should look into. There is no doubt about it. And, And again, I refer to something that I've spoken to in the past. All you have to do is is look and see when Biden uh, had just come out of office as the vice president, him bragging, bragging to the New York Council on Foreign Relations, which I used to belong to. And he's saying, yeah, I went to the Ukraine and I told the president in six hours, my plane is leaving unless you fire this prosecutor. This is what he says, and they got it on television. It's on the Internet. All you have to do is go to YouTube. You go to YouTube and and you ask for it. He says, I'm going back, and I'm taking the billion. And then he turns around, and he starts laughing. (laughs) They fired him. And who was that guy investigating? The same firm that Hunter Biden was working for and got a million dollars. The same firm that there are allegations that paid to the Biden family and that the president, who was in vice president or former vice president, got five or got five million dollars that was distributed. And and then you have these documents that they won't release 
And by the way, there may be audio tapes, Al D'Amato. I mean, that's yeah. where it could get well, really look, why explosive. Why don't they release those? Let's the see American if they have people it. Need, the American people need, we're almost down to 45 seconds. The American people need confidence in in our justice system, the FBI. And and people have to stand up. It's time for, for the FBI director has to stand up. Everybody has to stand up and say enough is enough. Let's, you know, let's straighten it all out. And equal justice, John. The equal FBI justice. director has been totally taken over. Well, Come on. The Justice Department. He should have the totally courage to stand up. I agree. Well, stand up. I agree. Senator D'Amato, thank you. We thank love you. you. We appreciate and you And what always. do we all stand for? Congressman King. Who trusts the American way. American, way. American way. The American way. God bless you and God bless America. Thank you. Ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.